Racing. It's green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, howdy. Welcome to the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast. Uh, counting down to Sandown Park on Thursday night. Nice little uh, episode, this one. Uh, Going to catch up with the trainer of Gabby's Yeros, and that is Martina Kay. Tricky last name. We'll not only find out about the grey, but also uh, a little bit about pronunciation of name of greyhound and trainer. So uh, looking forward to having a chat with uh, Martina, who's just uh, burst onto the scene as a trainer the same way she burst onto the scene when she first got involved in the sport. So we'll catch up with her. Um, not only that, uh, obviously we're going to go through the, the normal uh, routine of the podcast with run up the week and and the form for Thursday night. But here's your chance. I'm about to record a deep dive. Now, if you are tuning into this and you would like me to do the deep dive with a certain person, here's your chance to uh, to do so or elect who you would like me to try and catch up with. Now, all you have to do is listen to this on Spotify. It'll have a question down the bottom. Who would you like the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast to do a deep dive with? So giving you a chance to, uh, to find uh, the next person or participant uh, involved in greyhound racing that we can do a, a deep dive with. So uh, not only that, you can even pose a couple of questions to them as well. So uh, just make sure you respond there through Spotify. Well, uh, let's continue on now with this podcast and take a look at last week's Run of the Week. Run of the Week. Ride the thunder, baby. Racing, good speed out in the centre from Clips, and Clips is firing across with Ride the Thunder, who kicks up on the inside, and the favourite will hold the lead. Behind them was Maximum Ants trying to squeeze throughout deeper was Don't Ignore Me. Kanji tanks right off the track. Behind them was Aston Figaro, well off the speed, zipping Daria and Mahjong Bailey, but Ride the Thunder is out and running by four in front of Clips, and third was Kanji Tank, but this is Ride the Thunder's night. Ride the Thunder by four over Clips. Six I just away, have this image in my head of Jason Adams sitting there watching the race, just sort of hands crossed uh, on his chest, just nodding, going, that that is what I've always expected Ride the Thunder was going to do sometime soon because I know he gave him a big push for the Melbourne Cup Series last year and his form sort of disappeared, but uh, he was back to his brilliant best with a very, very dominant win uh, in race number 10. I thought the run of the third place get a Kanji tank was big. I just love the way he's going about his racing at the moment. I think he's about to go on a, on a little bit of a winning spree. The other run that um, I wanted to make a mention of was Wheel and Go. Uh, definitely, definitely developing into a, a genuine stayer and one to keep an eye on. Thursday's preview. All right, Thursday night preview time. Uh, never gamble more than you can afford to lose. Uh, gamblers help 1-800-858-858. Chances you are going to lose. Okay, race one. Let's kick this off. Uh, 6.19, first of 12. Tough race to begin the night. Um, I'm thinking that uh, maybe flip your 50s the way to go here, just to miss and find the rail and then be hard to beat. The The class runners clearly have drawn five, six, seven, eight. So there's going to be an element of luck required for uh, all of the big players here in race number one. Uh, race number two. Now, 
It's an interesting race over the 5.95, mix six and seven. I think the Reds got the speed to go through and leave, that being American Queen. Um, and from there, might just take a little bit of catching. Now, there are a couple of dangers. I think the two, the three, um, they're definitely dangers with, with clean air. And, and even Newport Fly was a good run last time at the Meadows. But I'm going to go with American Queen. I just think she, she might be a greyhound that's better when she gets a solo lead. And that does look likely here. Race three now, Vic Bread Series final. Uh, Aston Lira on top here, number one. Speed to burn, ran out the 500 powerfully on Sunday and, and should be mighty hard to beat. Only needs to reproduce that. And uh, he may not just be winning this, but maybe a, a group one down the track with that breathtaking speed. He's bred to be a star two by Fernando Bale and Aston Miley. Race number four is my best bet of the night here. Number two, surprising. Uh, complete forgive run last week. Was squashed early, but just kept making ground. So I think from box number two, draws well. One from this draw two starts ago and, and I think is a, a nice type on the on the ups. So keen on race four, number two, surprising. Uh, race five, I'm going Hector Forley, but obviously hard to tip against succeed. Number three, um, I just thought there could be a little bit of a tangle up in the middle, but if succeed leads, I think he'll be an odds-on favourite. He went 33.80 here on Sunday. Um, if he reproduces that, he'll win everything over 600 metres. Uh, race number six, the green light on podcast, mix four and five. Uh, going with Black Sail on top. I think the draw's going to uh, suit him. He made up a lot of ground in the free-for-all last week, and he drops back to a four and five mix here, so he's well-placed. Race six, number one, Black Sail. On then to race seven for the Stayers over the 7-1-5. few of these might struggle to really power through the line at the end, and um, one who I think will hit the line strongly is Zylan Bale, the other being Shanlon Hunter, who's just found a bit of form, lobbed very close last time in that Meadows win. But I'm going to go with Zylan Bale in what looks a, a pretty tough race, race number seven. Race eight, going with the golden Easter egg, runners-up baby JC. She's a terrific little machine, this one. I think she's got the speed to lead the one and two, but Yachi Bale back to the scene of the crime where he won the Melbourne Cup, so we'll keep a close eye on him from box one. It's a good race, um, and with baby JC, I think she's got the speed to lead and be too good. Race number nine, I'm going three, Cracker Jack, boom. Um, I like a few in the race. I like the two as well, uh, who told Shorty. I think he might be able to find the lead, but Cracker Jack, boom. Uh, he's won at uh, the Meadows two starts ago. Simply breathtaking. Race number 10, I'm going four, trending Yale. Can get back, but does hit the line like a train. Race 11. Now, I do like the red let's win coin. I think a run back to form is is just around the corner, but I'm tipping Kanji Tank purely because I, I think he's absolutely airborne at the moment and his last few runs have been massive. And uh, race 12, the last, I think this is a really, really tough race. My dream is drawn to run well. Uh, Quinara Bale led up and won at the Meadows last time and then Cool Waiting, who hit the line strongly through the field last week, has drawn, I think, pretty good in three as well. And then obviously the likes of Mahjong Bailey, Gabby's Yiros, and even Archman, who does storm home at the end. So it's a tough race, plenty of hope. So I might just settle... Um, on number three, call waiting off that strong eye-catching run last time. But, yeah, it's not a not a great deal of confidence, and we hope for our special guest that Gabby's Yiros can run a very big race. Hunters, punting club. Well, my best is at value, and that is surprising. 
It's actually called Surprising Race 4, number 2 for Nicole Lund. I, I just thought the run was big last week. No luck, but kept making ground. So that's my best for the night, race 4, number 2, and I'll have $25 each way, as I said a moment ago. Uh, never gamble more than you can afford to lose. If you think gambling's becoming a problem for you, give them a call. Gamblers help, one 858 and the chances are you're going to lose. Inside Info. A very, very special guest on this uh, segment, Inside Info, looking at Sandown Park on Thursday. And another uh, special guest with a pretty tricky last name. So I might just stick with Martina Kay, the trainer of uh, Gabby's Euros. I think they say that as well, the correct pronunciation. We're going to learn a bit on uh, this Inside Info, I think, when it comes to pronouncing things. Uh, Martina, welcome aboard. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. Is it? Uh, I want to. I want to try and have a go at this. Um, firstly, the name of the greyhound is it Gabby's Yiros? Yes, Gabby's yeah. Yiros. I had I had a mate who went over to uh, to Greece and he come back and he said, "Mate, it's not Gyros, it's uh, Yiros." No, so no. <laughs> we've got that sorted. What about uh, your last name? I'm going to go with Kyrolitis. Oof, oof, oof. I think um, whoever was calling it Geelong the other night said Kyrolides. Yeah. Uh, it is Kirillitis. Kirillitis. Okay. Yeah, I tell you, there's a lot of eyes. A lot eyes, of eyes, a lot of owls. Yeah, in the middle it gets there. confusing. <laughs> to be honest, I thought it actually went for a little bit longer, but we're not going to worry too much about that. We've worked out uh, pronunciation of name and trainer. But before we chat a little bit about uh, Gabby, who goes around in race 12 at Sandown, and I want to recap, uh, recap what she did last week at the Meadows. But your involvement, Martina, how did you get involved? And I think for memory, when you did get involved, you you pretty much rose to the peak of the sport very quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. It was zero to a hundred, um, really. Um, I started off at David Burnett's kennel. Um, first, I was just working at his plumbing store for a little bit. Um, had a background in doing animals to like vet certificates and all that sort of thing. Um, and he saw that and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll get her to work for me." And then found out. Um, that I was going to end up being doing dogs and just took off from there. I got my handler's license um, and the first year we had a really good team. It wasn't anything like any superstars, um, but we had like Snags McKenzie, Rocky Ravioli, Buddy Max gone, um, Silver Smarty and all that, just a solid team. Um, and then the next year came along, Simon told Helen and who told Stevie. And that's when things really started to kick off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It would have been an extraordinary ride. And you mentioned that you had a good team of greyhounds at that time. But you and you and Dave Burnett, you, you really did seem like a team. And I remember post-race in the... Uh, the Great Chase, one of the, I think, the great races. Uh, who told Stevie and Simon told Helen, battling that one out. And, and, and just the mm-hmm. post-race with you and Dave Burnett, you could tell it was was such a team effort to, to get those two greyhounds absolutely flying to the level that they got to. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, no, we worked so well as a team, um, just doing everything we can for the dogs to get them where they needed to be. Um, whether it was just like, I don't know, recovery from small injuries and um, just preparing them from when they were just in the runs as pups or trials and getting them through the races. 
And then, yeah, um, there's a photo from, yeah, the Great Chase when we could of us just holding hands up in the air, just like, I can't believe, like, we can't believe we did this. It's a a brilliant story, even from the start, the (laughs) fact that uh, Dave Burnett's decided to take a a young girl who's working at his plumbing store, uh, who has an interest in (laughs) in animals, to then uh, just that dynamic duo that you were as a training team. Uh, And I I recall, obviously, the Greyhounds going to Queensland, you going up there with them. And and it was just just a wonderful story. And obviously, you know, we move on to now. You're living with the partner, Timmy Britton. And (laughs) and Dave Burnett obviously still has that faith in you to to send a Greyhound like Gabby Zieros, who who you've got going absolutely beautifully as well. Yeah, oh, thanks for that. I've been, yeah, stressing out so much about her. Um, she's gotten the name Cotton Wool slash Bubble Wrap um, <laughs> <laughs> from Robbie because I'm just like a mama bear around her. Um, I'm trying my best to do everything myself and learn how to place her in races, how to um, just like, I don't know, do all the nominations myself and just learning how to be a trainer and not just just following through my everyday routine sort of thing. Mm. What about uh, two weeks ago? You win your first race as a trainer, I believe, with Gabby Zeros down at Geelong. And then uh, about 13 days later, you do something <laughs> that, that can take so many trainers such a long time to do, and that is to win a Metropolitan race. Here yeah. is the concluding stages, Martina, of uh, Gabby Zeros getting the job done last week. But it's all Gabby. Gabby Zeros won it easily over my There we go. Must have, it must have been nice uh, just, just sitting back and watching that sort of wet, rainy conditions. But uh, little Gabby just absolutely belts them, wins it by seven lengths. And after, what, 13 days from winning your first race, you're then a, a city-winning trainer. Can you believe that? I honestly I can't. Um, behind the boxes, I was absolutely terrified. The conditions were so poor. Um, not the worst, but the rain definitely definitely wasn't in favour. Um, but that was the best she's ever jumped, and she just managed to take off and just hug that rail nicely, and then just that midsection just flew and put the lengths on them. It's a great effort just to win a, a stock standard race and then to win a city race and then win a city race by seven lengths. It was it was a wonderful effort. It must have been nice too knowing that, that as I said a moment ago, Dave Burnett's pinned the faith in you to, to train this girl and, and then you've been able to reward him as well as yourself with, with a Metro win so quickly. Yeah, no, I haven't been able to stop watching the replay. I've definitely watched it at least 2,000 times, if not more. <laughs> Uh, is, that is brilliant. Hey, you've, you've handled some absolute rockets. Um, mm-hmm. Simon told Helen, who told Stevie, even a couple of weeks ago, uh, you handled one in the uh, the Trooper launching pad. Trapper. Yeah, Trooper and Trapper. Um, you handled Trapper, I believe, and Trooper got the job done. But yes. um, what, what was that like behind the boxes, handling in the launching pad? Because the way that the race unraveled at halfway, even though they're strong, they're in trouble, and then all mm. of a sudden they're just there. It was just pure luck that, the dogs that were leading happened to bunch up uh, just before the last bend and they're just really powerful dogs and they managed to just come out on the outside and just power through it like we know they can. I just want to wind the clock back. You're a young girl working mm-hmm. at the plumbing store there in Geelong yeah. and yep. and uh, Dave Burnett says, hey, can you, can you give me a hand with these dogs? Could you ever mm-hmm. picture yourself where you are now a few years later, um, training greyhounds, um, 
bit of a love story as well. Now dating uh, Timmy Britton, son of Rob Britton, and now you've moved in there and you're training city winners. Could could you ever have imagined or forecast that this was going to happen for you? No way. <laughs> just just a little <laughs> just a little small town girl out in Teesdale. Um, nah, no way did I think I'd ever be doing this. I really thought, if anything, I'd be doing music. But I always knew I'd be doing something with animals. I grew up on a farm, um, breeding dogs, um, having a little zoo, alpacas, peacocks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, didn't didn't think this was where I was going to be heading. What uh, what would you do if you uh, could have a career in music? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a singer? <laughs> um, no, I used to play trumpet um, for about – seven seven odd years um in the high school band sweethearts from matthew flinders <laughs> actually went to europe and played a few festivals up there yeah. so yeah that's where i thought my life would be heading but it there's a fork in the road and i've gone a different path yeah, it's, it's a great story, Martina. It's been great to have a chat and just uh, reminisce on uh, your involvement. How long have you been involved in the sport of greyhound racing? Coming up to five years now. Yeah, you've achieved a lot. Um, yeah, uh, it's been crazy. What have, what have you found, I guess, now living with Timmy Britton and seeing the, the Britton set up and the way that they train their greyhounds? How, mm. how I guess, have you, have you seen that in comparison to the way Dave Burnett went about it? Do you find there's much differences? Of course, it's very similar and every train is different um, in like just their small quirks of like different how they make different feeds, how they train differently. Robbie trains um, more specifically for stayers, whereas David was more 500 metres, 600 metres, maybe 600 metre dogs, if not shorter distance. Yeah. Yeah, just difference in routines. David likes to use walking machines, whereas um, we normally just have him in the runs here or taking him for a bush walk up at the Yangs. It's uh, it's a great insight to uh, to, to both kennels. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to absorb as much as I can, really. It's a smart move. <laughs> the two very, <laughs> two very, very good trainers. Uh, my other question was, um, before you became involved in greyhound racing, did you ever imagine, I guess, working for the likes of Dave Burnett and now living with the Britain setup? Would you ever have imagined how professional greyhound training is from the outside before you became involved? Maybe not as professional. Like, I probably would have thought of it less professional than what it is. Um, because I had absolutely no idea about like the group races or anything like that, and the kind of events uh, the tracks throw, yeah. and the interviews as well, which are not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing this one absolutely perfectly. Hey, now you've got Gabby's Giros, the greyhound that we've been mentioning. Giros, uh, drawn race twelve, <laughs> number six at uh, Sandown Park on Thursday night. Firstly, what do you make of the draw? She's won. Two out of her last two, and they've been from wider draws than this, seven and eight. She seems well drawn out there. And what do you make of the field she's against? Uh, she's She seems to be actually going all right on the outside, um, but the draw hasn't been the best. It's gone eight, seven, six. It might take another five weeks to get a box one if it doesn't go back to eight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good way to look at it. Uh, she yeah. is getting closer to the inside, though, so that's got to be she a plus. But do, do you yeah. think she is better from the inside, even though she's been able to overcome the outside draws in her last few? 
Um, I'd like to think so. I like to think because the outside dogs do have to work harder to get in front, um, especially if there's a lot of uh, pace in that first split. Um, but I think it's um, her last start was probably the best she's ever jumped, um, for, if in my recollection. Um, but I think the ones I'm worried about would be my dreamer, cool waiting, and Tessa Nature. My worries. Mm. Um, so you're pulling the form apart now as well, are you, Martini? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I love so, it. <laughs> look, if I really doubt it, but it would be amazing if I could get a three for three, three hundred percent strike rate. <laughs> and, then, and then just retire. <laughs> That's it. I, I love it. Hey, as I let you go, Martina, Martina Kay, what would be uh, what would be the one race as a trainer that you'd love to win? You've been involved in one way or another with a few big ones already, but is there one race that, that has stood out to you in the five years you've been involved? Um, I do. Look, Melbourne Cup would be a great one to win. And I'd, if I get a dog for the Silver Chief, that would be amazing. I just love the trophies, to be honest. <laughs> I love that. I love, I love when people go completely away from the monetary side of things and, and just look for for those little different uh, things, whether it be a Melbourne Cup for the Prestige or, like you say, a Silver Chief for the uh, trophy. Good luck uh, <laughs> not only this week, uh, Martina, but moving forward. Uh, hopefully you can hold up a Melbourne Cup and a Silver Chief down the track as well. And we wish you well to do so. Thank you so much, James. Well, that's it for this podcast edition. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Trying to organise a big one for the uh, Geelong Cup podcast, which will be out in the next 24 hours or so as well. It might be a a three-pronged attack when it comes to uh, the Geelong Cup podcast, so keep an eye out for that. Until next time, punters, uh, big week ahead for the podcast. Safe travelling and happy punting.